Motherfucker! I see you! You have to believe me, I didn't do it! I see you! I see you! I didn't do it. Please. <laughs> I think that's pretty good. <laughs> You can't fight in here, this is the war room. You can't handle the truth. King Kong ain't got shit on me. I am the I'm so much crazier than you. I am the one who knocks. Go ahead. Make my day. Nice day, big boy, huh? That's Brock. Everybody on? Welcome to Facing oh, Off. No. This is the podcast where we take two movies we find to be similar and we compare, contrast, and rate them. And welcome to October Spooky Month. Spooky. I'm Gabe and Oh wait. This is really weird. My co-host was just here. I am staring at an empty chair. Nick I am the I am Nick the uh, world's. How are you doing that? I, I can't. I am see the you. world leader in uh, optics. Yeah, is that what Adrian's supposed to be? <laughs> yeah, nah, he's like he's up there. Uh, he's. I'm the optics. world's foremost expert on optics. Nick, uh, are you excited for October? Uh, are More you like excited optic for That's pretty good. Can you please fix whatever the fuck's happening with your mic? Everything is bad. Yeah, everything is bad. Uh, man. There's an invisible man. Equipment, a, a foot. Bro. Uh, what did I say in early episodes? I said aloof. I think I missed. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, I'm fucking excited to get into this month and get into our monster movie mashup. Uh, for Wednesday, it would have been better if we recorded this on Monday. I guess monster movie Monday, Ma- mashup Monday. Um, but. Uh, before we get started, quick shout out. Well, actually, we always we always shout them out because they're so cool. They're actually doing some spooky movies this oh, month. I thought and that they was like a scream. transition. Like you were saying, well, well, actually, actually. Uh, yeah, but well, actually, a podcast for nerds who think that they know everything. Uh, they gave us such a sweet shout out, and they kind of broke down our personalities, and they said like um, they said really nice things about you and, and being able to handle me. But, uh, and half nice things about me and half handle. honest, not nice things. Him. Yeah. He definitely takes care of me. <laughs> He's my sweet, uh, caretaker. I am. Uh, but anyways, you guys should sweet, go check out boy. that podcast. We love them. Check out what they got this month. Yeah. Nick, uh, spoiler alert, because we are going to spoil the absolute shit out of these two invisible movies. Yes. Uh, these two invisible movies. If you could have, if you saw anything. They're, they're t- just two hours of a blank screen. Yeah. yeah. Our two movies are about invisible people. Uh, they are the hollow man and the invisible man. I think hollow man is just called hollow man and it is. invisible man is called the invisible man. Yeah. But articles aside, this is the synopsis. These are the synopses. <sighs> Hollow Man is the story of Sebastian Kane, an egomaniacal scientist who, along with his ex-girlfriend, her new boyfriend, and a few other people, uh, have invented a radioactive serum that turns animals invisible. When the mostly attractive science gang masters the serum that brings you back from being invisible, side note, seems like you probably should have invented the second serum that brings you back from being invisible before you just started turning gorillas invisible for an undetermined amount of time, right? No. 
Just saying. Who cares about ethics, dude? Just saying. That's not ethics. That just makes sense. Yeah, you're right. Who cares about logic, dude? Okay, thank you. Kane, Sebastian Kane, volunteers to become the first human subject because he's a dick. He succeeds in becoming invisible behind the government's back, but then fails to become visible again. Uh, what? So the team makes him a weird latex skin costume when he tries... And they try repeatedly to bring him back. Uh, Kane psyche erodes and he escapes to drive fast, scare kid, and rape his neighbor. Yeah. That escalated quickly. (laughs) Then he kills the government guy, most of his crew, to hide the fact that he's invisible from the world. But his ex kills him in a flaming elevator shaft. Also, that escalated quickly. Fuck off, Blake. Uh, Yeah, Blake is calling me. That means he wants to play Rocket League. Yeah. Invisible Man is the story of Cecilia. A victim of her abusive boyfriend, Adrian Griffin, the world's foremost expert on optics, and the world record holder for man whose name most sounds like he abuses his girlfriend, who escapes from uh, her boyfriend only to find that he's killed himself a few weeks later. What? When the executor of his will, his brother leaves uh, C, as everyone seems to call her, get it? Yeah. Like, Like C, like vision. Uh, oh, I didn't put that together until silly. now. Uh, anyway, C has left $5 million by Adrian. She feels that something is off, however. And something is definitely off, as Cecilia is attacked by an invisible entity that definitely appears to be her dead ex. No one believes her because, duh. And she goes to Adrian's mansion and discovers the uh, suit covered in tiny lenses that render the wearer invisible. But an invisible man attacks her there. She visits her lawyer sister, who's killed in public by an invisible man, who immediately puts the murder knife into Cecilia's hand, effectively framing her for a public murder. Cecilia, still being stalked by an invisible man, goes to crazy jail, stabs an invisible man, kills a ton of armed... The invisible man kills a ton of armed guards. uh, Before she escapes back to her cop's friend's house, cop friend's house... Uh, where she's attacked by another invisible man again, but shoots him. And it's Adrian's brother? Whoa! And Adrian was in a basement the whole time? Whoa! She doesn't buy it. So she visits Adrian, knowing that he and his brother were both invisible men, haunting her for months, and then uses Adrian's own invisibility suit against him, uh, murders him, and then frames him for his own suicide. Boom, you cannot baby. be serious. Yeah. Wow. Incredible film. It's a real ride. Uh, really good story. Really good synopses. Uh, let's get it started. Uh, let's break down these two movies. Let's get it started. We're going to break hot. them down based on five categories. Uh, we're going to use our typical categories. I was thinking about maybe like mixing it up with like a scary thing, but I don't think either of these movies are scary. They're thrilling, but not scary. Yeah. Um, and uh, anyways, we're going to use our five normal categories, and we're going to use a rating scale for each of those categories of one to seven, one being the lowest, the worst, uh, and seven being the best, the one with the hairy chest, the, the highest. And four being average or neutral or in between, and we yes. use the sliding scale there. Let's start things off. Sure, sure. As we typically do. With? With spectacularity. Because yeah. these movies are engaging. Yes. Uh, so, actually, let's start with The Invisible Man. Let's make it uh, fun. By the way, have you read The Invisible Man, the book, not the H.G. Wells one, but the one about uh, racial issues in the country? No. It's very good. Um, Who does that? Someone Ellis or something. It's very good. We read it in high school. It's very strange. Interesting. Um, Anyways, uh, spectacularity is where we talk about the engagement level of the movie, uh, and especially with movies like these, like thriller, horror-type movies. um, 
how involved with the story were you? Were you distracted by anything or is it um, balls to the walls, entertainment, nonstop? Invisibles. Uh, uh, Invisible Man. What did you think? Spectacularity. I'm between a five and a six. It's got its lulls here and there, but I mm. lean toward a six because I love me some fucking monsters in monster movies. And the way that the monster, so Adrian, is characterized even without being able to really ever see him is like transcendent in this movie. Yeah, I wrote the same note. All yeah. right. Yeah. Hollow Man. <laughs> no, 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 no. I I know I have a ton of notes, sorry. Um <laughs> Yeah, I'm actually kind of between a six and a seven, to be honest, and I didn't really expect I, I, that. Yeah, I don't think it's too long. It's not too short. It's two six. hours. Um, yeah, it's like just it's over. not a perfect movie, but no. it is textbook engaging, spectacular type film. It uh, the opening scene is absolutely nerve wracking. Um, it yeah. draws you in immediately. There's like almost no score and she's creeping through the house. You know that she's been planning this for a while. It's all in the pacing and the quietness and her acting. But like one thing that I love about this in terms of engagement is, and, and you just kind of alluded to it, is the first half they never show you how violent he is. You take her word for it and her actions for it yeah. because of the way that she's been scared. And the acting is um, so good, you I'm genuinely gonna, I'm believe. Gonna, except uh, for okay, except for when he runs at the except car. for when he punches through a car window. But I would say, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like even beyond that, like she carries. He's just so much worse than like you could ever imagine. Even the oh, sister's yeah. not convinced no. fully, which I'll get to in a little bit. Um, I got to say, there are certain scenes that are just like, holy shit, what am I watching? This is crazy. The dinner scene is so shocking the first time you see it. She goes to a public place where she thinks she's going to be perfectly safe, and he fucking kills her sister in front of her and frames her for it as quickly as possible. It literally happens in a split second. Yeah, I think her line right before when she, she kind of, she sees her sister make a face like what the fuck and then i yeah. don't think that cecilia even sees the knife no because she goes what but it's the knife from earlier yeah um yeah i mean and the thing about that scene i remember the first time i i ended up liking it even more the second time and i was i was gonna i, I thought that i wouldn't but the that scene transforms this movie into something more wild than you expect. It, it's just yeah. kind of a good thriller at the beginning. And then it just becomes this like, oh, fuck, this is what the trailers were talking about. This yeah. is how he convinces people that she's crazy. Yeah. Um, the psych ward prison escape is just nuts. And it is so yes. fun the way it's filmed. Um, and it just it completely draws you in. And it's just like, he just kills... He's just killing people. He goes from like angry to yeah. <laughs> the sound his suit makes after she stabs it with that oh, yeah. pen, and he's like, like shifting around guards, and they're yeah. like, "What?" The? And then you see like half of it, and it's like, <laughs> you know, it's another <laughs> great scene where the, the noises kind of come out. Uh, and well, the noise comes out right when she uh, does it, but in the attic when when she first figures out like he's really in the house, and she. Hits them with the, the paint, paint, and the pa- it's just like, Bwomp! and then he's like right there. Um, that so scene is good. great. Then you get the whole fucking um, kitchen scene is awesome. I completely forgot he impregnates her, yep. which is just horrifying. Um, it's implied I, in that first scene where they're laying together in bed. She moves his hand off of her stomach. 
Oh, I thought he rapes her when she goes into the mental ward because she said it just happened recently. Oh, the nurse. Oh, yeah, she no. goes to sleep and he's in the room. I'm pretty sure he impregnates Good her. Good God, that's dark. Yeah, I didn't. Okay, I think maybe. so. I, it's Jeez. possible. It's possible she meant recently, as in like four weeks ago or something. Yeah. Um, the ways he fucks with her just keeps it constantly engaging. I gotta say that. Um, I, as we were saying, the score is awesome. Like the sound edits are really cool. There is like a moment where the score is not, it it becomes kind of like corny, I guess when she is living with the, uh, her friend, but the violins, when the violins start raging in and when the, when the sister gets killed, it's just like fucking intense and everything's getting blurred out. The last act is unbelievable. Um, the scene where he's fucking with her in the bedroom is just like, oh my God, when I forgot about the sheet scene, when she has the sheet on the ground and he's stand, he's clearly standing there. Yeah. I just, and I love the ending. So I, I mean, I'm, I'm almost, I think I might give it a seven. What did it sound like to you? (laughs) Uh, Sorry. Uh, I'm going to give it a seven. I honestly think that's that's the last line of the movie, movie. isn't it? What did it sound like to you? Oh yeah. What it, it uh, it sounded like you. It's not like he killed himself. himself. Dude, that end is so good. So Anyways, great. I'm going to give it a seven, which I'm kind of shocked by. But uh, I just find it really engaging and fun in every moment. Um, what about Hollow Man? Hollow Man is the jellyfish version of the Invisible Man. Yeah. It has no backbone. Yeah. It's a great line from the Invisible Man. Actually, it's not it that is. good of a line. Anyways, Hollow Man's not great, uh, but it is entertaining. That's, I think, the director's thing, though. Verhoeven. Yeah. So he always makes like a decent, ridiculous first movie, and then they get made into sequels, and they're really bad, and he, he's not involved. Yeah, he he like I guess he really hated that he made this movie. Like he really doesn't like that he did it, but he did it because he was offered it, and other directors turned it down, and he was like, "Oh, but I like the money, and I need the work," and so he did. The Who Holo has Man. ever said that? Uh, so uh, it's not great, but it's entertaining. Yeah. It's it's like. The the director is intent on like limping his way to this really long and intense finish line because the last like thirty minutes of Hollow Man are a very decent thriller. Once yeah. he goes like full bore, once Kane just goes full bore, the worst person that's ever been, it's pretty great. Yeah. Once he essentially once he gets the plaster cast of his face. And just start slamming dogs against walls. and I hate that scene. That is one of those scenes. I know, like, you have, you don't have to have that in there. I, it's such a bothersome scene. But yeah, that, he has to be the worst. Uh, I read person. that, uh, I read that, um, people thought that he actually killed, he actually, actually harmed a dog. Yeah, that, I mean, I wouldn't And be so surprised. they had inspectors come to the set, and Kevin Bacon was like, this is the, this is the fake dog that I hit against the I bet the Kevin wall. Bacon harms dogs. No, man. No, Kevin Bacon's pretty dope. Uh, uh, kind of. I gave it a four. Um, yeah. The trivia talks a lot about the audience, or like the director saying that the, <laughs> that he was afraid he would turn the audience against Kevin Bacon too soon. Oh, he was afraid of that? You mean in the first few scenes? Yeah, I was like, dude, no, the movie would have been a, a, a five or a six had you just the whole time been like, Kevin Bacon is a, a, a maniac and I want him to, to die, but but I also want to see him turn invisible because that's crazy. Yeah. That would have been a much more entertaining but movie. But he is a 
piece of shit in the first Yeah, half. I love that about... But you mean like a mate needs I love yeah. that about the director being like, I didn't want to make it everyone turn against him too early. And the scene he's talking about is the Invisirape scene. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta say, Like I they mean, tuned that down, A, to make it not NC-17 and or X, and, and B, to like not make him so hateable yet. And it's like, dude, he was always hateable. Yeah. I mean, and I, that's like the best part of the movie. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm I, I'm giving it hateable. a four as well. I mean, it's so the first half of the movie. I mean, like it definitely hooks you in. I guess that the the opening the scene is cool with the gorilla and stuff. But even the gorilla scene where the gorilla is reverting back or whatever, it it they're saying their dialogue is so fucking bad <laughs> that I get pulled I out of the movie. Before. Especially that Kim Dickens is always like, "Oh, his heart rate is elevated. Okay, it's going down." And it's like everyone fucking knows how to read that screen, okay? You can hear and we the can heartbeat. hear the noise. <laughs> it's just like all the dialogue's really dumb. I do think it looks kind of cool. Um, I think it holds up remarkably well. Yeah, I thought it was going to look worse. Um, the scene where it's taking over his body is really fun thrills. It, like when he does the thing. Scenes. I think it's just really – he's just like ah, – ah, with his back and yeah. stuff. Like I thought that was cool. One thing I'll say is like – you get to, this is where I almost wanted to go over four. When he becomes invisible, he just immediate he immediate I'm not even kidding, like there's no there's no lag. It's the first time he's no lag time. The very first scene of him invisible, he violates his coworker. And and I don't mean like he just like brushes her shoulder or something. He sucks her tit. Also, I oh, don't even his un- mouth? I, thought he I mean the way it moves it, it it looks like it's his mouth. But Ugh. I also don't know how she doesn't know that that happened to her, but she suspects there's something a scene, happened There's to a her. deleted scene that, that where she's like, I think you've friggin' touched my friggin' yeah, nipple. Yeah, well, though. you got to keep that in there because the, the acting afterwards Again, they didn't want to turn you against Kevin but Bacon. But then he early, watches like, another colleague pee-pee. Yeah. <laughs> That's the next scene. Yeah. And then... You get like, then he's like mostly normal. He's kind of fucking with people here and there. And like, that's cool. Like, that's like entertaining or whatever, but he's not like a monster. He's just fucking with people. <laughs> not a sexual and then he dude. goes home and he's like, oh, my next door neighbor who I'm always peeping on is actually naked this time. He's like, oh, no. But wait, who would know? And then he goes over there. You think to t- take a peep. And then he's just like, no, actually, I'm going to rape this girl. It's horrible. And it's horrible. Dude. It's horrid. It's so messed and up. I just like. And they cut that. It was supposed to be so much worse. But like, I feel like the movie is better if you hate, if Kane just immediately, maybe not immediately, because it's literally the first night that he's supposed to go to sleep and he just like violates Kim Dickens' character. But like, if, if you hate him even more, if he, if his mind D- disintegrates and and he just becomes so much more of a degenerate so much faster i think the movie's better because then yeah. you have like then you have an antagonist the whole time yeah no and i agree with that and i also like i think this movie gets kind of like lost with like who the protagonist yeah. is and stuff i also think like i mean the you're right i i think the second half of the movie is much more entertaining it's more engaging I think it becomes really cool when they make Elizabeth Shue's character like kind of a, like a badass. Yeah. Like she's really, she, you know, the like, yeah, bitch magnet scene essentially is awesome. She's really smart. Um, 
you think you're God? I'll show you God uh, is great. And then um, I, uh, I just think it's really fun when he becomes full monster mode. And his, you're right. Like when he fucking kills the one guy, he, when he grabs him from up on the pipe and then picks him up and then throws him against the thing. And, the, and then the dude's like neck starts gashing out. I'm like, Oh, this is a fun ass movie. It's stupid, but it's Yeah, fun. the last like 30 minutes are just like a roller coaster ride. I got to say it's got to be one of the I I can't believe the the ending scenes are so dumb. They leave him they leave him dead in quotation marks two times in a row in 10 yeah. seconds, which is just unheard of. And then <laughs> the very end is so dumb where he falls into the fire and she's like you go to hell or whatever. And he's like, just one last kiss for the, for the, uh, old time's sake or something. I, while his, I'm going to give it a four, but it's just, crisp. It, it's like so stupid that you get pulled. I forgot how dumb this movie is and it makes sense. I got horrible reviews, but I'll give it a four. Yeah. It's, a it is fun, movie, but it's, but stupid. it's fun. Um, What's let's next? get into our next category. Actoring. Uh, actoring is where we talk about the performances, but we also talk about if the writers and directors gave them the tools that they needed to perform at the best of their abilities. Um, let's start with hollow man, Nicholas. Uh, what did you think about the terrific acting in the hit film hollow man? It could not. I mean, like they wrote it and they, they had to just go, oof. Yeah. Like this is bad. Yeah. You guys want to get like a coffee or a beer or what do you want to do? Like, they had to have finished it in, like, 24 hours and been like, all right, yeah. Yeah, this is, that sounds right. Should be Kevin Bacon. Uh, it, the dialogue is so incredibly unnatural. Uh, yeah. And, like, I know that when we say that, we're, we're like, <laughs> your dialogue is so incredibly unnatural. Like, we, you know, we have, like, our pinkies up and we're drinking. No, honestly, you know, if they just sounded we're more. We're being snooty. But, like, Kim Dickens at one point says, like, she says a line, and then she repeats the line. It's like she's reading, dude. Like I don't like. You can't be serious. You can't be serious. She says something. like Oh yeah, that. that's right. And it's like, oh, um, I think it's even worse with the two people up in the room, um, where that oh my oversee God, yeah. everything. Their dialogue. I'm like, how did this make it to the movie? I just can't believe that. They're so bad together. They, they just leave the actors no choice but to ham it up. Yeah. There's no choice. What else are you going to do if you've got like things that don't sound like people point. would say? Um, I don't think Elizabeth Shue is a very good actress, generally. I also didn't know she was I don't Elizabeth. think so either. I didn't know she was Elizabeth, and or uh, uh, Jennifer, sorry. I didn't know she was Jennifer in... in uh, Back to the Future? Back to the Future 2 yeah. and 3. Didn't yeah. even know that. that like was her first, those were her big roles. feel like an idiot. Uh and Kevin Bacon is like so over the top. He always kind of plays the same character. Yeah, I feel like and he's, he's either good or he's bad, but the same type of. But yeah. he's like he's very much like on the line. He's toeing the line. Yeah, uh, it, it kind of works, but it's still so unnatural. And I feel like it's the dialogue. Like for Kim Dickens, she's not a bad actress, but her she's performance Gone Girl. Yeah, her yeah. performance is terrible, and I think it's because of the writing. The only one who's good is Josh Brolin. He's not even that good. He's not given very much, but at least he doesn't have a scene where you're like, dude. There are scenes I don't think he's that great dialogue-wise. One of the worst lines is when he comes in kind of late and he says, I have something to tell you, or I have a question to ask you. And he says like, 
or and then Elizabeth Shue goes, "Is it who's going to be on top?" Oh yeah, I was like, like "Jesus Christ!" It you're right. I mean, you're right about all this. This is this is the exact thing I thought. I and a, honestly, I gave it a two. Yes, and, and so did I. And I like we're not being snooty about the dialogue because I like like saying something should be natural dialogue. I don't mean that it needs to be from some like great drama. We said the same thing about Superbad. A super like that is very natural dialogue. It sounds like how people actually sound like and that's why super bad was such a relief to a lot of people in comedy but this movie is just like it's like a fake yeah. version of a movie it's almost i sometimes don't even believe it's a real movie <laughs> um i don't kevin bacon <laughs> is good at being so immediately unlikable and evil yes. so he plays his part well but they make his character such a like fake evil person where it's like he's listening to the stupidest rock me the stupidest 2000 rock music so good. like like, uh, who's the one that, uh, wake me up, wake me up. Is yeah. That? It's basically all that kind of music. But ever, it's worse Ever somehow. something? I don't know. Everclear? Ever, Everclear. Evervescence. He also, Ev- Evervescence. Evanescence. 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 That's right. And he, he drives like the douchiest car. He drives yeah. it like a douche. He has a fucking purple shirt that he wears, like a shiny purple shirt. I, I'm tired of With this trope sh- in, in, in this era, like early 2000s. Why the fuck are there so many movies where scientists are like rock stars? Guess what? Scientists are nerds. There's I know, never been the a whole crew rock is like there's just like an attractive gang of of Elon Musk didn't exist until I mean he was obviously he existed, but like someone like Elon Un- Musk wasn't there. Unfortunately, yes. We he, had he fucking like exist. Bill Gates and stuff who were the dorkiest of dorks. And and they make these people rock stars. But they're like young attractive like a gang of young, attractive people that the government was like, please invent an invisibility serum. And then a few weeks later, maybe come up with a way to turn people back visible. Whatever. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I mean, for the other cast members, like Elizabeth, she was cool in the, in the, in the end, but I don't believe her character at all. The way she acts, it doesn't, yeah. the way that she handles her relationships doesn't make any sense. I think Josh Brolin just becomes so much better over time. I mean, he really won out in his career cause he's just whatever in this, uh, Kim Dickens has the worst haircut in the history of mankind oh in this God, movie. So um, bad. <laughs> and the best example of this category is just that like someone like her just didn't get the tools that she needed to perform well. So, um, yeah, I'm giving it a two. Like it, it was fun acting, but yeah, it wasn't. I, I don't know how you could. Yeah. What about Invisible Man? Nearly a seven. Yeah. I I don't love Oliver two names, uh, whatever his name. He has two names, Oliver. Yeah, or something. but he's only in one one scene, really. Uh, yeah, but I just don't think he's that good in that last scene. I actually think he's pretty good. But his face is so hateable that it makes yeah. him good. Because you're like, oh, I know that you're bad. Yeah. your face is bad. Um, so maybe he's okay. Elizabeth Moss is far more than okay. She's amazing in this movie. Yeah. I mean, like, I would be in a year where we haven't gotten a lot of movies, and this was one of the bigger movies before COVID, like she has to be nominated. I mean, I know she probably won't be because Tony Collette wasn't for hereditary, but like she has to do so much. She's seriously incredible. They make her, they also like, not only is she just doing the far extreme side of emotion, which has to carry the way that the audience views her relationship with the guy, 
But she also like becomes such a fucking like she's a, first of all she's like a probably a pretty good architect in it. I, yeah. I mean she's like she she was interviewing for a, a good architectural firm. It seemed like she has a good enough resume that he's like, yeah, just send me the pictures. Yeah, he's super nice about it. So, but what's cool is like it. it she's so fucking clever. Like the way yeah. that she wins out is so clever in it. It feels a lot like Ten Cloverfield Lane. Like how how she's a survivor and in every in every sense of that, um, but how unsettled she is at all times is is really impressive. It's not just like over dramatic acting; it's like even the interview scene is just like so good. She doesn't really yeah. say much, and you know that it's fucking with her. I don't think the sister is very good at acting, no. and I also don't think the sister's part was written very well. Where she's like anyone who was there when he runs up to the car and smashes through the window and sees their sister really exhibiting PTSD to like extreme lengths would never say, what did he even do to you? Which she says before uh, all that. Anyways, she just kind of, the character exists to create drama and to, and to make you kind of skeptical of Cecilia. Yeah. And that's a little lazy writing, I would say. I think Aldous Hodge is really good, the detective um, friend. He's great, yeah. I didn't understand. I don't. I, I had to look it up. I didn't realize like it's her childhood friend. Yeah. I thought it was her sister's ex-husband or boyfriend or something. Oh. But that was like, why isn't the sister there more often? Um, I think Storm Reed is a really great young actress. She's been killing She's it in everything. Yeah. Um, I, I wasn't convinced the brother was that good until kind of like later in the movie when he reveals to her what's really going on yeah he like that was pretty good acting and um the the guy at the architecture firm by the way is really good in upgrades so i and he was in mr in between and he was very good in that it was very quick remember when uh season finale he gets his car stolen the 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 cool guy in that is uh oh dude yeah totally so he i think he's friends with the uh the director oh wow so i'm actually oh wow I think I'm going to give it a six because I think Elizabeth Moss is so good. Yeah, and I, I don't think anyone is bad. I just don't think the sister's very good. No, I mean, it's one of those things. Like, the movie is, I think, generally smart, like, intelligently written. And it's one of those things where, like, you, you can tell that, like, they wrote that character and didn't want to give her too much because, like you were saying before, you, the, the movie wants to drop you into Cecilia's Life. existence yeah. and just let... Elizabeth Moss tell you the story with her extremely expression full face and it and it makes or breaks the movie like you could yeah it, and it, this yeah, movie and it breaks a little bland. bit with that scene because there's a ton of backstory that you can infer if you think enough but you have to think enough about sure. the way that the sister acts around her like you they obviously don't have a super strong relationship because she questions her and because just a simple email like drives her drives a such a big wedge between them and she doesn't believe her sister when her sister's like I didn't write that email man hey believe women sister uh if someone writes you an email and it's really mean and they go believe me I didn't write it yeah they probably didn't write it yeah or like if they did they were just drunk okay sometimes that happens okay yeah uh, I've been going through stuff this week. I, <laughs> everyone uh, anyways, has. This is a good, I want to piggyback <laughs> off of what you're saying right now into our next category because uh, next category, let's do originality. And originality is where we talk about how creative the movie is. Um, 
does it stand out in its genre? Did it bring like great ideas and stuff or did it feel like it didn't need to be made? Um, so I, I wanted to, so with Invisible Man, one thing that I love about this movie that I think is incredibly creative is that this is just essentially a visual horror representation of gaslighting. This whole movie yeah. is literally what gaslighting is and yeah. show and it's showing you it. And I think Control, it handles baby. it handles the themes of trauma very very well. Um, like it, that's a, a very delicate thing, and they handle it very well, especially um, someone from like a domestic abuse. Uh, well, here's girl. the thing: it's not about gaslighting, and you're acting childish right now. Oh fuck! You're right. He's <laughs> absolutely right. <laughs> no, that's great. Uh, that's a great <laughs> gaslighting joke, Nick. I'm sure you were excited for that. Uh, I will love. I w- one thing I love about this movie. I will. What is happening? I um, will. Uh, one thing I do love about this, and I think is creative for just movies in general, and something I really appreciate when it happens, um, is the power of showing and not telling. And this movie is like yeah. the epitome of that. <laughs> like a it's, master class. There are moments where they're letting you know what really is happening, but they wait. They don't tell you things. Like like I said, they make you have to believe her yeah. right away in the opening scene. The opening, you know that she's been she, – they also like just based on her actions when she's escaping – and how meticulous she is about everything. You know that she'd been planning that for weeks, maybe months. Oh, and yeah. that's very clever filmmaking. Um, you get a glimpse of his little inventions and stuff. They like tease you with this stuff. I don't think there are a lot of like clues sprinkled throughout the movie. But I do think there. Are, it lets you know what the movie is without having some character have to describe it all. Yeah. Um, I don't think that happens even once. Yeah. And, and this is something we maybe talked the about. Uh, what? Maybe yeah, the, maybe no. No, there are a couple scenes where they kind of describe it, but yeah. it, it, like character intentions and stuff. Like the it, any scene with her and her uh, and her brother-in-law, Adrian's brother. Yeah, yeah. Um, one thing that you talk about a lot, I don't really talk about it that much, is kind of like since we are talking technically about monster creations. Yeah. Um, you really like when something is really clever. I think this is an incredibly clever way to show Absolutely. the invisible man. Like I something I just never thought that it's a bunch of like little cameras and shit yeah. that uh uh that deceive you. I I also love to have a monster movie that's almost completely from the perspective of the main victim. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I love that. So, um, even though it's kind of straightforward besides the ending, I think the ending is a little more, uh, there are some twists, um, that you don't really expect. Um, it, it's very simple and effective, but it, it, like you appreciate the movie because of like, the, there are cracks in it, but it is, it, it's a breath of fresh air for, for Blumhouse and for these type of movies. So I have a real, I have a real quick genre. aside because I'm feeling silly. Every time anyone says it's a breath of fresh air, I think of the scene in the movie Wild Wild West, which we're absolutely going to do on this podcast oh, at some it. point. Yeah, we have where to, so I can shit on it. Selma Hayek. Mm-hmm. Academy Award winning Selma Academy Hayek. Award winning Selma Hayek. They're talking. The I don't know. I don't know the name of the actor. He says she's a breast of fresh air, a breath of fresh ass, and it's a that's pretty fun. Great little scene. Sorry, I hope it was Kevin Klein that said it. That it is Kevin Klein. Yeah, that's his name. Boom. Love him. It's a breast of fresh ass. Love him. Got a breast have him. of fresh air. 
Uh, Invisible Man is based on the Invisible Man, the mid mid twentieth century film of Wells. the same title, the H which is based on H. G. Wells, the book. But this isn't really like it's very loosely adapted mm-hmm. from from those movies. So it's essentially its own original movie. Um, it's very, very different. Takes this modern viewpoint with an important undertone, an important message about abuse, about gaslighting, about control. Um, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a f- five, five. Okay. I mean, I was kind of at like a five or six. I just think there is. I was five six two, so I'm gonna give it a five five. I've never given anything a point five. I'm gonna do the same. Let's both do it. That'll actually make it easier for you to add after. It um, is. It is easier. Let's to add do. That. Yeah. I. I think. I mean, like, I honestly, oh, I don't I think it wrong. is the most clever thriller. I just think. That it is, it is absolutely something that needed to be made, yeah. and it really does stand out in its genre in terms of very simple things that they do. Right, and what's original about it is the way that it, it, we're going to talk about it in eye candy. I am, anyways. Okay, um, what's, what's what right? I think is really original about it and, and creative. So, Hollow Man, I'm actually going to give it five. Hmm. Okay, explain yourself. I honestly think it's pretty original. Um, up until that point, there's not really a movie that's exactly, there are movies that are like it, but that don't, not like, like there's a ton of movies like it. There's a ton of movies know. like it, but it's not like, I don't know, dude, nobody becomes invisible in those movies though. Yeah. But I, is the, it's almost like a gimmick. Like it's like, it's absolutely a gimmick. Yeah. Whereas like the, the invisible man, the movie invisible man there doesn't necessarily need to be an invisible man in it, which I think is very great about that movie. Whereas like hollow man is like everything revolves around this, but it's really just look at this piece of shit who wants to test. It's basically like Spider-Man. It's like the green goblin. I'm I'm going down to four and here's why it's like a rapey version of the green goblin. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Wow. Back to formula. (laughs) (laughs) that's great uh it almost the movie almost doesn't take enough risks yeah and it could honestly be a been a pretty great movie with a much better script definitely i think it's original if if nothing if for for no other reason than the the design and the body horror and the ideas that almost come out in the movie, but aren't quite there, uh, make it not sub-average to me. So I'm going to give it a four. Yeah, I think I'm going to give it a four as well, because I I agree with a you. four as H.G. Well. <laughs> That's pretty stupid. You're fired. <laughs> Get off. Um, anyways. And clocking out yeah i i mean here you're right i i don't think there are a lot of movies like this when it came out although now that i think about it it's so much like spider-man and that came out around the same time came out later this is hollow man's 2000 spider-man is 2004 yeah um but here okay so i don't think there are a lot of clever ideas in it i just think like it stands out like it stood out in its horror genre uh horror yeah. genre and it, it definitely did kid. need to be made and it yeah and it, and it is very memorable in that way one thing i do kind of want to knock it for that i like knocking certain movies for 
is that Scary Movie 2, and I actually didn't know this until I rewatched this, Scary Movie 2 so perfectly makes fun of this <laughs> in many scenes. Because I had completely forgotten about the gog- they wear the goggles or whatever in Scary Movie 2. Oh, yeah. And then one of my favorite moments in that movie is when they're in the freezer and to keep uh, the guy warm in, in Scary Movie 2. She, like, jerks him off and then there's, like, come everywhere like it explodes and yeah. you have to rewatch that scene because it's fucking hilarious but they're making fun of how stupid the scene is with josh brolin like slowly dying and in the freezer yeah. although and she it does get shot. cool because that's when she she develops the magnet to get them out of there yeah. um but i just think that like if a movie like scary movie can can make fun of, when it's not even a good horror movie and it can so it, it can make fun of everything from your movie it's probably problematic I also just think, like, there's nothing creative. Like, they could have gotten more creative with the writing of characters and stuff. They're just such standard characters. Yeah, it's very I, very and, cut and paste. And even Kevin Bacon, they could have just made Kane a more interesting villain. He's That's just so on-the-face evil, but, like, cool. It's so funny that... It's not funny. It's such bad writing that Elizabeth Shue's character is still like, oh, Sebastian. Yeah, I just don't get her character. She's I don't know. Like, you can touch me. I agree and with press you. I think it's kind of average. Me and you're st- I still. She's like, oh, stop you! And but then she gets to say one line each time he does that. She gets to say one line and walk out of the room. She's like, yeah, but it wouldn't be the same as before. Boom! And then like, yo, walks the out time machine like, line. Yeah, you have a time machine. Yeah. I fuck you know what no I'm stupid yeah I'll give it a four I think it stands out enough uh and it kind of needed to be made and it's original enough let's go on to eye candy sure um so eye candy is just where we talk about all the visual elements start with the hollow man yeah it holds up yeah right it's so 2000 dude sure yeah absolutely it dude the opening title sequence is fucking horrible oh so bad I hate Early 2000. Julie and I just talked about something completely unrelated to the movie the whole time. We had a full conversation. It's it's such a long intro. It's so long and it's so not good. No. And right after doing Fight Club, like Fight Club, I also am not a huge fan of the title sequence, but it serves a purpose. Right. And it's David Fincher being David Fincher. He does really cool title sequences anyways. I just find it a little 1999, which the point it, it was supposed to be. The computer stuff aged horribly. Too much computers. I said this. I said this in <laughs> Jurassic Park, I think, and in Splice. Oh no, no, I said in Splice. If you can, don't show computers so much in your movie because they they will be outdated at some point. It's so and funny, dude. It's so funny the, that whatever they're doing, the fucking like, oh, I just, oh, damn it, I lost it. And it's like a <laughs> DNA it's strand so or something. So funny, dude. I think it's the funniest thing ever that all of these movies. So okay, let's let's take the three movies you just said: Jurassic Park, Hollow Man, and Splice. Yeah. Nineteen ninety three, two thousand, and what was Splice like? Two thousand eight. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so, and let's even talk about Aliens because that's the eighties. Let's go even further back. Sure, but there's computers in that. Yeah, but they don't. They aren't looking at DNA in that. That's true. Oh, good point. So those three movies, the whatever programs they're using, they didn't evolve in 15 years between 93 and 2008. 
like there's just some computer program out there where Josh Brolin is like, oh, oh, mm, yeah, I, I got it. I think oh, I, I lost yeah, it. Yeah, uh, like a puzzle, like a like he's playing like solitaire. It is, it's like he's playing, dude. <laughs> Anyone so could do dumb. that. Oh, it's... let's put a little sulfur in there. Let me see. Oh, I, I botched it. Oh, actually, I haven't good. And it's just like this rotating molecule, and you're just like, dude, stop. Stop. This is not interesting. I don't want to see them do this. What do you think about the CGI, like, when they're doing the operations? Like, like the injections? The, yeah, like the skeleton and, like, the muscles I think it holds up, man. I think it looks pretty okay. I think it looks cool on him. I think it looks a little stupider with a CGI gorilla? gorilla already. Like, the gorilla's already CGI. The hair is what I always notice. Yeah. I actually um, don't think it's it's all VFX. I I think it's yeah. It's it's a guy. There's a guy in a suit playing that gorilla sometimes. Oh, Isabel. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Um, yeah, I gave it fine. a five. Oh, I don't know, man. I uh, I think it weirdly holds up well. I think it's genuinely revolting the way that the serum works too. I like. There's a yeah, lot like of like the, body horror that's just. But you know nasty. what that reminds me of? Spider Man when he does the serum. Spider Man's well. after. Yeah, that's true. So that's not true. fair. But I think Spider-Man actually looks cooler. There's a lot of, I think there was a lot of detail, and, and I, I did also read that there's a ton of detail that goes into the the reason that Kevin Bacon's, uh, you know, skeleton, his transformation into the Hollow Man looks so much better than the gorillas is because they made a 100% accurate, like, rendering of Kevin Bacon's body oh, down cool. to the capillary and then mm. donated it to medical science afterwards. That's good. Because it was so detailed. Yeah. And Kevin Bacon is like this guy who never ages, so he should, his body should be <laughs> yeah, dedicated it's perfect. to science. Um, I just think I, I, you got to you know give credit where credit is due. And the movie's not good, and I gave it extremely low scores in certain areas. But You know what looks cool, though? Uh, it looks stupid and cool. When he murders his boss in the pool... Well, when the smoke goes again, on him, more and then detail. When, they spent yeah, they like spent the, so much time experimenting. I like what he looks like with water on him, like yeah. with the sprinklers, or when he gets burnt. It looks kind of fun. It looks silly, but it's fun, silly, and it definitely was probably really cool. I, I mean, think it works. The reviews, if you look it's at the reviews, they're old. really bad, and they say, but the reviews are all like. The effects look really cool. It's like a very visually striking It's movie. 20 years old, and I honestly think it looks I like just, it could have been made... I mean, it looks better than Splice. I, Yeah, I hear that. My, my thing is, I the computers are really problematic for me. <laughs> I don't like CGI that much and uh, beca- because there's over-reliance on it in the movie. And I also just don't think... Like, I think you can make thrillers better through better camera work. And I, I genuinely believe that. I think Ex Machina, The Shining, um, Invisible Man. I think the camera, the camera could be everything. What they're yes, showing you, yes, and I don't yes. find this movie to even be average. I actually find it like slightly below average because I just really. It looks like a fucking fake. It looks like a Hallmark movie if the person that was making the Hallmark movie did meth. <laughs> like that's what it is. It's a fake movie maybe made like, by an insane maybe person. Maybe like I don't know about meth. I feel like Dude. like ketamine or something. I Yeah, sure. No, I mean, no, ketamine is sleepy. I know. But I I don't I don't think it's lazy. I I'm what I mean by the meth thing is like Hallmark movies are pretty safe 
In this movie, he fucking watches people pee, he rapes them, and he fucking picks up a guy and throws him against a pipe so his neck bursts open. Auditory meme. I'm doing that. The meme where the guy's face is like, what? And yeah. His head kind of goes back. Yeah. It's base- you know? Yeah, yeah. I've seen that one. He shakes his eyes. Yeah. That's pretty good. Oh. Anyways, I'm going to give it a three. Invisible Man. Eye candy. Seven. Whoa. Easy. The use of negative space, the use of panning shots, the sparing. In the opening scene when it goes to the hallway yeah, and then goes back. Oh, my God. I was like, whoa. And they did you know that the the director, there are some scenes where the camera does that and he's not, Adrian's not there. Yeah, like that scene. The director is the only one that knows which scenes that he's there. I mean, like we do in some of them because he shows up later. But there are some scenes where he's just not there. But that, but they're still using the, and they use the camera in multiple ways to do this. They pan, they track, and then sometimes, like in the scene that we just watched repeatedly to try and figure this out, uh, they they use the camera as the as a POV shot. It's the point of view of, well, in that scene, it's Adrian's brother, but you know what I mean? Yeah, it's just and and like there's almost no VFX in the movie, and so that yet somehow you've created this this horrifying movie monster yeah. just using negative space. That's a great, I think it's way incredible. It, saying it, uh, calling it negative space. Yeah. Um, I think, I think it's incredible. I think it's like, yeah, I, a next level movie creatively for, for being able to pull that off so effectively. It was also, I'm going to give it a seven because it was made with $7 million, which I, I almost didn't believe afterwards. Was because that all Elizabeth Moss's, yeah, she got like, no. She got ten thousand dollars. She's a woman, Nick. The, <laughs> the Hollywood does not value women. Oh, um, boy. hey, it's fucking sad, but it's very true. Anyways, yeah. um, I give it a seven. I do. I also got to say, opening credits are really cool. They're great. <laughs> like very simple concept, very cool with the with the water splashing. Yeah, I kind of love how much the movie does things that Hollow Man did, even though Hollow Man's a garbage. Oh, movie. like the breath. Well. Dude, I love the breath scene in this one. The fire where, extinguisher? Fire extinguisher, yeah. The but water. like that's also just like you would have to do that to figure out that someone was in there. It's like a very easy thing. Yeah, you could have splashed more paint though. Yeah, that's true. The way they film the kitchen fight is really cool if you look it up. It's like there's a guy in a green suit, but they're also using like wires and stuff and she's getting thrown and she's throwing oh, the dishes. God, yeah. I think it's like really well filmed, but like I agree with you. I think the camera becomes a character, yep. like an observer. It's not the, the you said there's like a couple POV things, but it's never really from her perspective, and it's never really from his perspective. It's more like, hey, audience, maybe look at here. It's to make like the what you're talking about with negative space where he might not be there. It's to keep creating this sense of. Like like when someone is looking at you and you know someone is looking yeah. at you it, and and it's really it's the clever. making the making of a monster yeah You're making a monster out but it's of, but it's a, it, literally it gives you it's not even just the making of a monster it's it's such a relatable feeling yeah and they do that through um it, it, and through you're like showing looking to see like what's changing Dude. I love that scene where she's making bacon and she and leaves the room leaves, she leaves uh, the room slightly. a knife falls yeah and it never hits the ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so good. It. Yeah, and then and which then the might flame. be the knife that he puts up in might the attic, um, and then the flame, dude. I once the film starts, oh, yeah. wow. starts once wow. the camera starts being outside of rooms when they're talking, like when she has the ladder thing, and she's, you're just like, oh fuck, this is this is genius because it's like someone is watching. You feel it too. 
Um, the filming in the mental ward fight scene is so cool. If you you got to see the movie Upgrade, which we're gonna do on this podcast at some point with Venom, but. There are fight scenes. If the character goes horizontal, the camera also turns and goes horizontal and it it goes up and he's like, no, 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 no. With the gun like moving, it's this Lee one L is like very, very cool. He's just bringing in really cool camera work. And this is exactly what I'm talking about. It could make a thriller so much more thrilling if you treat the character, the camera like a character. If anyone, um, like, okay, so my favorite one of these, and this is going to be a scene, this is, whenever we talk about camera work, I'm like, man, if someone liked our podcast enough to just to just splice our audio up with camera work, what camera we're work. talking about. I bet someone could do that. Uh, yeah. Uh, the scene where... That you're talking about in the in the hallway of the 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 crazy, the crazy the jail. Ward, yeah, crazy jail. Yeah. Um, crazy. <laughs> Weenie Hut General. Uh, yeah. The scene where <laughs> for the criminally insane. It's the, the guy falls. He falls to the ground. The He's camera so follows him as he falls, and then springs right back up. So you gotta see is so you've cool. You've seen the trailer for Upgrade, but once he yeah. once he does it, there's scenes where he's fighting people, and the camera moves with him. Like I wish people could see us right now, but it like <laughs> it moves. <laughs> That's what I'm saying it does exactly that, but it does it even more. Um, oh, just the way that it springs right back also, up is so good. What a beautiful house to make so haunting. Yeah. The like his his big like rich mansion. I think it's really uh, cool. Big, and the and the the suit is really clever. It's, it's a clever very cool design. Looking. It's visually awesome to do. Apparently, and it looks cool when it's malfunctioning. It looks yes. fucking awesome when it's malfunctioning. Yeah, yeah. Like that's it like makes this like ah oh, so good. <laughs> <laughs> it's so uh uh yeah dude i was actually at a six i'm gonna go to a seven um, you, the, i i read a another again an imdb trivia there's a, a phobia of of um of small holes like multiple small holes oh tryptophobia yeah yeah apparently this movie is an a nightmare for people who yeah tryptophobia that's i because of the way he the did suit that looks. on purpose he didn't this do guy. it on purpose Oh, because Lee Wan He L- felt bad that he did it. He felt bad that people that suffer from tryptophobia. Oh, because in our said. last category, I was going to tell you Lee Wan L. Uh, actually, let's just get to it. Um, so our last category is legacy. <laughs> what did you give Hollow Man and Eye Candy? Sorry, I didn't add it up. I gave three? it a three. Um, so our last category is legacy, and legacy is what is the lasting impression of this movie? Um, how was it received? How will it be received? And... Um, uh, over time and and what it, what is its impact on you in the history of movies um so Lee one l I was gonna say like I kind of like talking about whether it like boosts someone's career mm-hmm. and but Lee one l didn't need that I didn't know any of this before but Lee one l the director and writer also may, he is the creator of the saw franchise he wrote all the saw movies he created that. He's the creator, co-creator of the Insidious franchise. He's the co-creator of the Conjuring franchise. Oh wow! Um, he he did Upgrade, which people found uh, I I didn't like it that much, but I, I'm excited to rewatch. But it people found it very creative. Um, him and James Wan, the director who did the uh, third Saw movie, and then but did the Conjuring, uh, the Conjuring movies, the Insidious movies, and um, Fast and the Furious 7, which was like one of the bigger ones, and Aquaman. Like, this guy, 
James Wan is like a fucking legend. They both are. Yeah. But they, I, I just didn't. They're like that. You have to like understand. Like Saw is such a big franchise, and so is The Conjuring. Yeah. Um, they created this whole thing, so it's cool for him to do this. But he didn't really need it. And same with Elizabeth Moss. She was already a huge actress, especially with um, uh, Handmaid's Tale now, but with Mad Men as well. Um. God, it got so it got pretty good reviews. Um, not like amazing reviews, Invisible Man. But I remember when the reviews came out, I I was like, that movie is good. It, it looked like they gave away the whole thing in the trailer, uh, which they didn't. Um, but it came out pre-COVID, as I was saying earlier. It's like one of the biggest movies from. It was like one of the last big theater movies of this year. It made. It didn't really even uh, come out in theaters. It didn't have. No, it was in theaters for a while. Was it? Yeah. It was in theaters, right? It was in theaters in February and oh, end of okay, January. Okay. Uh, it made $130 million. So, like, it was a big oh, wow. theater movie. Okay. And then it was a big uh, uh, VOD movie. Yeah. Um, it's still super new, so we don't really know. But I think now that it's streaming, I think it's going to have this really big after effect, like this afterlife. It's got to. Um, the monster. So, this is another thing. The, I don't know if you remember this, but there was supposed to be a big monster universe. The dark universe. And they, the dark universe. They started with the mummy, which uh, did not work. And the, the mummy was supposed to kick everything off. They had Tom Cruise. Uh, they had Russell Crowe as Dr. Uh, Dr. Jackal. Hyde, Dr. Jackal and Mr. Hyde. And then they had Johnny Depp as the Invisible Man and Benicio Del Toro as the Wolf Man, I think. And then yeah, they someone like, else. They like re... They retro... Yeah, and they had like Dracula. They like brought back that the Wolfman was in this franchise, even though it came out way before everything. Yeah, true. Which is so um, weird. And then, yeah, that's a great point. But I remember like there were like magazine covers with them. They went all in, and then the mummy was so bad that they just stopped. Yeah. And then Lee One L was like, no, actually, I think I could bring it back. Give me, it, let's do it through Bloomhouse, which is one of the, or Blumhouse, which is one of the um, small horror studios. Um, and it's back. I mean, this is really successful and he's already planning. I don't know if it'll actually happen, but there's a Wolfman movie with Ryan Gosling planned with Lee one L making yes, it. Yes, please. I don't think it's going to end up happening, but it remains, it remains to be seen what the legacy is going to be. But I think the end of this movie really sold it as this movie. I could remember for a while. Um, Elizabeth Moss has talked about wanting to make a sequel. I don't want that. Make her a hero and call it the invisible woman. Yeah, that could be cool. I, I I think she's gonna want to stay away from that suit, even though she takes it. She takes it with her to hide the evidence. Um, oh yeah, but yeah, maybe she wants to go fuck with people. Damn, good, good point. I don't know. I I'm gonna give it a five, uh, just because we don't know yet. But I think it, it is above average. It did yeah. really well. I gave it a four because I don't know where it's gonna go. But the jury's kind of out. But I feel like at the end of this year, it could very well be a five or a six. It's largely liked by audiences, by critics. Uh, Elizabeth Moss, like you said, should get a lot of credit for her performance in this movie because it makes the movie. Yeah. I don't think there are very many actresses that could do what she does in this movie. I don't particularly care for Elizabeth Moss. The person or the actress. Yeah, I don't care for her as the person. I, dude, if you just keep watching Handmaid's no, Tale, it becomes a hackneyed performance. E, at but a she, point. I, I, I want. I mean, she's really good in a couple other things though, because her Mad sh- Men. Her she's, stick bugs me, but yes, of, of course, she's a great actress. And and she's really. There was another mo- uh, show called Top of the Lake that she was he, great. Th- in. This is like a next level performance. This is yeah. a an evolved form of Elizabeth Moss's shtick. 
she has evolved. It's it's fantastic. But Mecca, I'm gonna give it a four because who knows? Elizabeth Moss. Uh, <laughs> Mecca. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm gonna give it a five. I think it because of the react. I think it surprised a lot of people, and it's. I think it's gonna have this big life. So I guess mine is like a little more optimistic. You know. Yeah. Uh, which is rare out of me. Uh, what is the legacy for Hollow Man for you? Because this one is really tough. For I me. know. It's like a blockbuster. I think it's largely forgettable because it's a garbage movie. But it's also like... Like, I remember watching it as a kid. But it's probably because it was like freaked me out and was so obviously not something I should have been watching at nine years of age. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's definitely not appropriate. No. I think I watched it too young, too. It's just not good. I think maybe my dad thought it was not going to be rapey. <laughs> I don't think this movie is talked about enough as a bad movie. It more just sounds like a movie that just came out in the 2000s that everyone's like, yeah, hold on, man. Yeah, Kevin for Bacon. sure. Kevin Bacon. Elizabeth Shue. No one talks about... Jo- see... I forgot Josh Brolin was in it. Yeah, I completely forgot Josh So Brolin. handsome in it, too. It's great, yeah. Um, yeah, I, it's tough because it has horrendous reviews like some of the so worst bad. reviews of any movie we've done on this podcast yeah actually it might have the worst reviews so we've 27% ever 27 percent on rotten tomatoes 20 and 28 percent really audience which yeah. is like this is a dumb thriller people that th- people didn't like 24 metacritic is is probably the lowest so metacritic i've God. ever seen i didn't even see the metacritic. um for for movies that we've done um 5.8 on imdb is not that low though um it made some money off of a nine. It had a ninety-five million dollar budget, which is like, that's why I wanted to knock it for eye candy because Invisible Man was made with seven million. Holy shit! It's such a good-looking movie that I don't think is going to age poorly at all. No, um, but it made it made one hundred ninety million, but only seventy-three million in our country. So I guess they really like it in China. Um, at the time, the special effects were cool, but I think they've aged pretty poorly over time, in my opinion. Not as bad as I expected, but um, most people will recognize the movie, as you said. I mostly remember it for the Superman-Wonder Woman joke. Like, that was so my bad. introduction to the movie. Someone said that, and they're like, oh, it's from Hollow Man. You gotta see Hollow Man. And I was like, what? And then I saw it, and I was like, wow, this scene is really stupid, yeah. but kind of fun. Um, Paul Verhoeven has low-key made some of the most absurd classics. Yes. He made Starship Starship yeah. Troopers. Yeah. He made RoboCop. He made uh-huh. Total Recall. And he made Showgirls. Yeah. And there are like sequels to almost all of those that are really bad, but That's those are all thing. fucking classics. He makes like bad movies that are really entertaining. Yeah. That's like his thing. Yeah. I, I'm at a two. I gave it a two. Yeah. So I want to give it more because people remember it, but yeah. All right. What about... Uh, uh, awards. We could go through these pretty quickly. Yeah, we forgot to go over them. Uh, real quick, obviously, Invisible Man wins. Uh, score of 59. Real good. Yeah, out of 70? Only 11 short of a perfect score. 70, yeah. That's crazy. It's really good. I mean, yeah. it's a great movie. I think we both really, really liked it a lot. I was a lot closer to a perfect score with leg- with uh, Invisible Man than I expected. And I yeah. think I re- I don't think the movie Reward. rewards rewatching in the way that like something like Fight Club does, but I think it was really enjoyable to rewatch. Yeah, I totally agree. I don't um, think you need to. Hollow Man gets a thirty-two, <laughs> so almost a half of a good score. Yeah, honestly, that's not that bad considering the reviews. No, it's because Man. I really think the movie it's is is more yeah. or less fun to watch. Yeah, and like some of the dialogue is so bad that you gotta laugh. Well, okay. Did anything win in these movies? For our first accolade, let's give out the MVP. 
Uh, who wins? Science. Science wins. Uh, yeah, optics. Yeah. The loser is eyeballs. Yeah, I was gonna say men. You fucking monsters. You oh, lose. Yeah. You lose them both because you're monsters. You are pigs, men. You are. I'm talking to each. And, I'm even talking to myself. You guys are, are disgusting people, and you deserve jail time. Um, oh. All of you. I, I will gladly go to jail if it will be all of us men going down. Uh, anyways, comeback player of the year. Um, Joshy B, right? I Yeah, in the movie, and I just think in general, I think that he, like, comeback player of the year is who grew the most over time. Like, Josh Brolin is now one of the, like, main guys who gets casted in everything, and he's amazing. I think he's comeback... Why do I always yawn when we do this podcast? I'm not even that tired. Ooh, but does Cecilia come back stronger? Because Cecilia goes from like the lowest of the lows to like she's a fucking I almost She's thought, a bad I, mama jama in the end, for, dude. For MVP. I think she's the MVP. I agree. I think she is the MVP. I I, I think she deserves more than comeback player of the year. I but I think it was both. Like I think that oh, yeah. like if we were going based off of the definition, like dude, she is so fucking cool in that last scene. Yeah, I just don't think her performance grows on me because it oh, was true. it was there from the yeah. The okay, that's a better way of looking at the definition. Okay, what about Josh um? Beat? No, I got a new award for you. What? Cy Young Award for who threw the most heat? Who was just nonstop fucking throwing the most heat? I think it's probably Kevin Bacon or or Elizabeth Moss. Dude, but is it Sheriff be Triceps? If... Who's that? Her cop friend. Oh, fucking Aldous Hot. No, because he's really tri- it's a subdued performance. But 100% yeah, he's just wanted he's to mention huge. that is Triceps. Hundred percent. He they have an they have things orbiting them. Yeah, he's Straight huge. Up. He's huge. Straight up, his triceps have a different area code. Well, than, okay, than they, the I don't know if it works body. for this one because technically, it's like who's operating on all. A hundred percent, they filmed the Lord of the Rings on his triceps. Yeah, because okay. they're so mountainous. Yeah, thank you, Crystalia. Um, Never say. That. Anyways, Never say sixth those man, uh, person who did the most with the least. I didn't talk about her, but the woman who gets assaulted next door, Rona Mitra, is. So incredibly attractive. Yeah. Uh, she is a very pretty lady, and I want to give her six man because I, if you just erase that scene, what once it gets bad, like she's just so beautiful. She takes my breath away. She should really learn how to close her blinds, though. I agree. Well, I think some people just want attention. I think that that's a misguided statement. <laughs> yeah that's true i don't want to go down that road men you fucking sick beasts um i also think the guy who plays adrian i know you didn't like him but he technically speaking does a lot in a very short he amount does. of time he do- no no no. He, he does i just don't he's not in anything else that's good and there's probably a reason for that he's good in going the distance it's not a good movie but it's a fun movie he's going the distance that's one of my um I didn't sing it well there, but that's one of the ones that I would like to do karaoke-wise. Oh, that's a good one, because you don't really have to sing, because the guy yeah. from Cake is just yeah, talking. Yeah, he just kind of talks. Great. Um, Was that All-star team. all-star team? Let's build an all-star team. Cecilia? This is really tough, actually, because there's not a lot of good acting in uh, All Man. Cecilia? Yeah, so Officer Elizabeth Triceps? Ross, Aldous Hodge? Officer Triceps. Uh, Storm Reed, the girl? Storm Reed? I think she's sure, really good. Sure, sure. She also has her. a sick name. I'll give her a nod. I'm going to go Josh Brolin. Oh, damn. I don't think he's that good. 
I think he's a hundred. What about the brother the in Invisible character. Man? No. Yeah. What about Isabel the Gorilla? Mm. Invisible or it both. Or is Porque it... no los dos. She is a well, no. I mean, that's this is a crapshoot, dude. Let's just give it to Invisible one. Man. Uh, they're all star. Number cat. five. Let's yeah. give it to Ollie. Two names. Oliver. Two names. Yeah, he's good. All, Oliver Martin Smith. It's basically it's his name. Like it's pretty that. similar. Uh, anyways, those are our awards. Oliver Nick, do you have any recommendations of things that people Williams should watch, especially during Halloween month? Port Hartford. What? Do you have any recommendation? <laughs> what the hell were you just saying? Just said I, I picked. Two. Oliver, I picked two. Stephen Smith. I picked. Why two, did I say Smith both times? I picked two. Uh, I don't know why I picked Williamsport and, and Hartford. I just picked two. Well, East Coast. Since you're not good at naming names, maybe you can <laughs> uh, recommend some movies or shows or things that you've been watching or things oh, that people should geez. watch during the month of uh, October to get I ready would for say Halloween. If you have Apple Plus, is that what it's Apple called? Apple TV Plus. Apple TV Plus. Uh, Mythic Quest. Go and watch. Well, yeah, Mythic Quest, but it's not. Uh, this is a good month to binge the servant. Ugh. And the vibe okay, of the I'll do servant. It. I'll do it. It's it's well done. It's M Night Shyamalan Ding Dong's show. Yeah, and it's not bad. But it does have the guy from my favorite episode of Black Mirror, the yes. one that really fucked me up. And you walked in, yes, and I was like, and he is good in it. And the reason that I thought of it is a, it's, it's creepy, and b, I think that Adrian's brother in Invisible Man looks a little bit like, um, Ron Weasley, who is in Servant, and Ron Weasley, Rupert Grint, Rupert Grint, is so bad at acting. Yeah, even though he's one of the better ones in the Harry Potter movies. Um, so bad of the kid. in Servant. You gotta watch Servant. Okay, I you got a good recommendation. And, and just, just, just email us if you've seen Servant and you understand how bad Rupert Grint's American accent is. I got a good recommendation oh, for, so uh, that you would agree with. Um, I think if you're looking for like creepy movies to watch, um, especially really creatively done ones with good filming... The Rental, uh, Dave Franco's oh, directorial yeah. debut yeah, yeah, is yeah, 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 very yeah. good and very haunting. Um, it's it's a I think the more you think talk to us about it afterwards, I think it's a lot more clever than people even want to give yeah. it credit for. But that is a solid one. I also think um, you should watch uh, if you're looking for like a more clever um, killers after me type horror movie. Uh, the movie Hush is pretty good. Uh, there's, uh, the main character is deaf and she's being hunted essentially in her, uh, cabin by a serial killer slasher. And so that's like clever. It, it they, they work that's that cool. to the advantage of to thrills. View it. You, I thought you've seen it. I don't think Julie's so. seen it. Oh, dude, it's dope. I'll watch it. Um, anyways, next Music. week we are going to be doing horror movies. Okay, that's fuck off, Gabe. You ruined it. Cut, cut. All right, next week we are going to be doing horror movies. Uh, (laughs) Uh, We're going to be doing horror movies, and so we're doing The Exorcist, one of the OG horror movies, versus 
uh, an exorcism type movie of sorts from what I hear that I'm very not excited to watch because I'm very watch scared of horror movies called Insidious also made by Lee Wanell, uh, or I think he wrote it. If you say it like that, it makes it not scary. Insidious. And the Exorcist. Um, Yeah, we're going to be doing The Exorcist and Insidious. I think both of those are on (laughs) Netflix. Uh, You can follow us on social media. We're on Instagram, Instagram.com slash FacingOffPod. We're also on Twitter, Twitter.com slash FacingOffPod. Thank you, Nick, for repeating everything that I'm saying. Uh, you could also email us. Let us know what your favorite spooky movies are, or email us like really f- mean things uh, that you can later apologize and and say that you didn't send, like in the movie Invisible yes. Man. Uh, Facing off podcast at gmail.com. Nick, do you have a send off? Uh, his his triceps are uh, so large. Come on, one last kiss. For old time's sake. And then you say, go to hell! And then I fall into a pit of fire. You fall into the fires. Fires.